0: mckinney Hot Commodity Podcast Series, empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney-Flavel, and today is October 7th, 2022. And welcome. Happy Friday to our podcast series. I'm joined by Jeffrey Rosinski. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm ready for the weekend. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Our industry goes through a lot of challenges
1: every single day, don't we? We we certainly do. (laughs) But we made it through another week, and that's an important thing we did we made it through another
0: week and um yeah so i'm just happy to be on the podcast today and for all you listeners out there you know jeffrey covers cocoa chocolate dairy and energy he's one smart cookie i'll say uh he's a great analyst a great person and today jeffrey i thought we'd talk about cocoa and chocolate there's a lot happening
1: it's a good time to talk about it and uh what do you think? Well, I think it's the perfect time to talk about it because the, uh, the new crop or the new season just started October 1st. So we're into the new crop oh, right now. Oh, my so. gosh.
0: October 1st. How time yeah. flies. Oh, my gosh. Beans are coming in. They're coming in. The crop yeah. is coming in. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of stories out there. Uh, one of the things that the market pays attention to,
1: and I think you're going to talk about, is the farm gate
0: price in Ghana in the Ivory Coast.
1: Yeah. So what the farm gate price is, Mike, it's the, uh, the price that the farmer actually is paid. Um, many of the, our buyers that are out there might look at the, the, the terminal market or the futures market and think that's the price that the farmer is actually receiving. But that's not the case. Mm. So in West Africa, um, you've got something known as the farm gate price. And that's the price that the government basically guarantees that the farmer w- w- will receive for every ton of cocoa that's delivered to them. And the good news for farmers is we're into the new crop year we started October 1st. And with large increases to the announced farm gate price for both uh, farmers in Ivory Coast as well as Ghana, let's, let's start with Ivory Coast. So they're moving their farm gate price from 825 to 900 CFA, CFA. I'm not expecting our listeners out there to be conversant or fluent with what the exchange rate for West African <laughs> currencies are, so I'll translate that. So they're moving the price up to basically $1.36 per kilogram uh, for, for cocoa beans delivered. Their neighbor, just to the east of them, Ghana, uh, I think they, they needed to react to respond given the, uh, the announced price increase that the uh, um, CCC went through with, with Ivory Coast. Uh, they've had in- internal protests with farmers that are facing higher costs for everything from fertilizer and pesticides. Um, the the currency of Ghana, the CD has depreciated in value versus the dollar. There's been no change in the underlying farm gate price for farmer in the last two years or last two seasons. So there've been been a lot of of discord uh, from that. And then not only that, you've got high rate of internal inflation running close to 10%. So um, those West African countries are facing the same thing that we're seeing here in the States with high rates of inflation. So there've been a lot of pressure for them to do something and move that price. So um, you know, just yesterday or, or the day before that, um, Ghana announced that they're going to be increasing their, their farmer price or their farm gate price to 12,800 CD. Um, interestingly, even after that increase, which is a close to a 21% increase, it's still going to put them slightly lower um, than the farm gate price of their, of their neighboring country of Ivory Coast. And that has some implications for, you know, what may, what may be happening along the border.
0: You know, Jeffrey, we've talked in the past. I mean, is, is this increase in farm gate price enough to uh, give these farmers an incentive to uh, uh, take care of their fields to or, or their, their crop? Um, is it going to be an incentive enough to uh, produce uh, enough that's needed out there?
1: Well, I mean, the, the nice thing about cocoa, it's a tree crop. So you, you don't get a lot of dynamic change from year to year with annual plantings that, that you would from an annual crop. So if, if a, if a farmer is cultivating and growing cocoa, they've got the trees there. So they're going to be harvesting those pods and, and fermenting the beans and bagging them and, and delivering them. Um, so every little bit helps. And so these price increases, sure. the, the price increases, the 10% in Ivory Coast and the 21% in Ghana will actually help the farmer offset some of their higher input costs for things like fertilizer. So I think it's it's overall, it's a, go, it's a good thing. Excellent. In addition to that, um, we've all been staying in tune with um, what's been developing in terms of the LID, the, the living income differential. And that now appears to be firmly in place at $400 a ton, which which is going to be paid to the farmer for all cocoa that is graded, sealed, and delivered with export certificates for the current season. And interestingly, it looks like Nigeria, um, one of those West African countries, looks like it's going to be poised to join its two other uh, neighbors, Ghana and Ivory Coast, with implementation of the the lid. And then lastly, the traditional in-country premium or differential also appears appears to be back in play rather than offering discounts. It looks like both CocoBot and CCC are saying they're going to be Refusing to offer negative discounted implied um, in-country premiums, so they're going to be going back to additional premiums for that traditional in-country. So that should all theoretically translate to more money or revenue that's available, you know, you know, to the to the farmer. And for a country like Ivory Coast, where cocoa constitutes, I think it's fifteen percent of total GDP, it, it's significant. Mm. It's important. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, I guess those uh, chocolate manufacturers have to be pretty pretty happy. That's positive news, and the right direction uh for for those countries uh how about the rest of the world
1: well, I mean, the the rest of the world, I think, is given that so much of the cocoa comes from you know that area of West Africa. They they're you know once Nigeria joins into this you know, LID you know scheme or pricing mechanism, you're talking about you know, almost three quarters or seventy five percent of the world's mm. cocoa that's coming you know hailing from that that one part of the uh, the world. So sure. I, I don't want to discount and say you know um, countries in Central or South America like Brazil or Ecuador, Peru or you know Indonesia are insignificant. Um, because they're not, when they're still 25 percent of total global output, but clearly the focus is, is on what's going on in West Africa right now at the moment. Mm-hmm.
0: So, as we enter this, what is your uh, expectation on what uh, what what these uh, what the production is going to be in both of those countries? You think it's going to be favorable or? Uh, overall compared to previous years or what's, what's your expectation?
1: Well I think you're gonna see some some games that are played with carryover stocks. So mm-hmm. I think the increase in the farm gate price was largely anticipated. And I think if you're you know a prudent farmer, you're gonna probably withhold some of your cocoa up country and not necessarily deliver it. Um, seeking a higher price starting in the new season. And so if you're only talking about waiting a couple of weeks and you're gonna be getting an additional, you know, 10 or, or 21%, you're gonna do that. So I think what you may see is some of that mid-crop that w- it was harvested and brought in by the farmer, but not necessarily delivered. And they will you know, gradually sprinkle in some of those mid-crop beans and blend them in with some of the early season uh, main crop for the 2022-23 crop season. So, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see some of the early deliveries for the new crop coming in, you know, slightly higher than expectations were because of some of the blended or held, you know, held up cocoa upcountry. Got it. Got it. Okay. What other market
0: things are you uh, uh, monitoring? Uh in the cocoa market right
1: now. Yeah, I think the, the last thing Mike to kind of leave our listeners with is just, you know, turning a weather eye on what's been going on over in West mm-hmm. Africa. And I would say over the last 90 to 100 days there's been, you know, abundant rainfall, which is always, you know, which is a good thing, but as we all know, too much rain can also be a concern. Um, when you get increased rain, there's increased chance of um, de- developing things like mold and fungus and it encourages other sorts of insects and pests. So I would say the uh, you know we went through a, a very um, harsher than normal harmaton back earlier this year yeah. back in the you know January through March time period, and then we got into the second quarter of this calendar year, and then the rain started coming down in a, in abundance, and I think the uh, the increased rain over the last quarter in particular has probably increased concerns for um, things like swollen shoot and black pod. So that's certainly something mm-hmm. to keep a, keep an eye on. The good news is with the higher farm gate prices, maybe that will um, afford the uh, farmer some additional tools, whether it's application of fungicide or fertilizer or taking better care of their crop because there's a financial incentive to do that to combat some of these things we're seeing that may be, you know, not optimal from a, from a weather perspective.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And
1: then, and then last to leave the, we don't have any information on this yet, but uh, just to, to keep on your calendars coming up in another, I think two short weeks, we're going to be have the third quarter grind numbers um, for, you know, Western Europe, North America, as well as Asia that will be released um, on or around the third week of October uh, of this year. So that's another thing that the market is is keeping a trained eye on.
0: Yes and I'm going to bring it up uh, you know uh demand for chocolate so last couple of years uh for uh demand as it relates to halloween has been pretty spooky uh that's bad i'm sorry
1: <laughs> hey, it's, it, it, it's keeping funny, w- right? it's keeping within the season
0: i love yes, it yes 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 um so obviously things have uh, uh come uh, more back to uh to normal uh without uh, shutdowns and uh, shelter in place uh, what is your expectation uh, this year for for Halloween and Halloween demand uh, I'm sure a lot of these companies have had to do pre-build to get to this point
1: yeah they, they've they've certainly had to do some some pre-build that's the case every year because there's just not enough industry capacity to make everything you need for that big you know that big sales through holiday on, on Halloween. This year, it's unfortunately on a Monday, and you, you, yeah, usually when you have a, a Halloween that's occurring on a school night, usually turnout is a little bit, you know, less than you would you would hope it to be on like a Friday or a Saturday night, which is you know I think usually the uh, you know the industry does better when you've got a weekend holiday where you don't have to worry about what time the kids are are getting to bed. Sure. Interestingly, I was just listening to an interview earlier this week on CNBC, and they had the CEO for Mondelez on, and they were talking about some of the price increases they're taking and. They're, t- they're taking the whole thing is that most, you know, some of the significant price increases the consumer will be facing haven't even flown, you know, gone through to retail yet. So they're expecting some of those price increases will still take place over the next probably six months. So um, some of them occurring in the fourth fourth quarter of this year in the in the months of October, and then the balance of them rolling rolling into the first quarter of 2023. So I don't necessarily s- necessarily know whether we've seen all of the pricing pressures come into the marketplace just just. Yet, I think we might see some of that, okay. which I think would be overall negative, or maybe a little bit of a drag on consumption with uh, with the price increases. But the good news is, I think you know we're going to be back to an in person sort of Halloween and trick or treating and kids going door to door this year after experiencing what we have over the last you know two and a half years with uh, with COVID. So that's that's a good news.
0: Okay. Well, I'm, I'm uh, already planning my costume. Uh, my son is, you. All right, I think we've talked, is into Dungeons and Dragons. And and so I play with him and uh, I told him I would dress up as oh boy. the character I am <laughs> in our TND games. So that should be fun. And, and what character is this? it's a it's an elf of some an sort elf of some I, sort uh, all right yeah uh, you know you could tell i'm really uh really engaged but uh yeah so i uh yeah i can't wait it's uh my name is
1: lightfoot oh, so yeah. no pictures out there everyone i'm sure that they would float around pretty quick so very very nice well it's a kid's ho- it's a kid's <laughs> holiday so i hope they can really enjoy it this year for sure yeah
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jeffrey. As always, great job. Uh, listeners out there, as I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute moment with your friends and family. Don't take it for granted until our next podcast. Take care, everybody. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favel's IQ Ingredient Intelligence Platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.